TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're joined now on Sports Radio 670 by Katie Strang, senior investigative writer at The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Strang, and she joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I know you only have a few minutes for us, Katie. Thank you for carving time out of your busy day. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We are doing well. Thank you very much for the hard work that you've done on on previous stories in in, in the NHL with the Blackhawks for sure and this one. Um, One of the questions that I have about this story with Clevenger has to do with Major League Baseball. Is there any device that allows for Major League Baseball to tell teams who are thinking about adding free agents that the free agents are under investigation even if they don't tell them what the investigation is for? From my understanding, the answer to that is no. And I think that, you know, relates to the confidentiality and due process provisions, um, you know, codified by the MLB Department of Investigations protocols and procedures. So you can see where it does um, both become a, a pretty tricky thing for teams to navigate. And it also, I think, underscores just how incumbent upon teams it is to do the appropriate level of due diligence on players they're looking to bring in. How soon after signing him, if we believe the White Sox that they had no indication, they knew nothing about it, that they were completely ignorant, do we know how soon after signing him they became aware of this investigation? I'm not privy to that uh, information. I can't speak to that with any degree of confidence. Um, All I know is that from what our reporting would suggest and indicate, they did not, they were not aware of this investigation when they signed him. Katie, I'd also like to ask this for Major League Baseball to investigate a player with these allegations, what is the likelihood, similar to when we consider somebody being investigated by the feds for something with federal charges, what's the likelihood that a player is likely to have some sort of punishment handed down? I think the best way to answer that question is to maybe sort of trace back to previous investigations that were made public. Now, granted, I I will point out that there are probably a number of investigations that we never hear about. um, And I imagine the majority of those don't end in supplementary discipline. You know, obviously the ones that do end up with discipline um, have been publicly reported. Um, but but what I can say in terms of the rigors of MLB's investigators, you know, from everyone that I've talked to that have participated um, or, you know, been involved with investigations, they're incredibly thorough, they're well-trained, they're rigorous. Um, I think they're, you know, they operate investigations in a very trauma-informed way. Um you know, my understanding is that, you know, this investigation is not a new one. It has been open for some time. Um, and I think they generally, 
you know, when they're going through an investigation, they like to try to be as thorough as possible. So, you know, try to reach out to a, a broad number of people that might have insight or context into a situation. I imagine they're doing public records requests and things of that nature. So still a lot that we don't know about the investigation, but just judging by previous probes of a similar nature, we can kind of read the tea leaves. If a team is interested in pursuing a player as a free agent or as, as a trade possibility, is do they have an opportunity to at least consult a database or get some idea with all of these protections and all of the privacy re- requirements involved? Is there any way a team trying from for, from the best place to, to do a proper vetting and due diligence, can they say to MLB, we don't need specifics, but let us know if this person is facing or will soon be facing an MLB investigation. I don't think so. Um, I'll, I can double check on that because that you know that's been something that's come up quite a few times. But no, like I said earlier, I think because of the confidentiality provisions and the due process guidelines, I don't think that uh, MLB's Department of Investigations is at liberty to disclose that information. It might also you know, jeopardize the integrity of the investigation should that information, um, you know, be disclosed in that such a way. So, you know, I think probably if you're doing due diligence on a player, um, the most expedient route to take is to ask those who know the player, um, ask teams who have had the player and um, do your due diligence in, in that way. Katie, what recourse do the White Sox have if, if they want to cut ties with Mike Clevenger? I think that will likely um, be determined by whether by what the findings are of the investigation and, and whether there's any discipline assessed. So I think it's a bit too premature to speculate as to you know what the you know financial contractual implications might be of, of this of this situation. Addison Russell was placed on administrative leave. We know Trevor Bauer was placed on administrative leave that had to constantly be renewed. It was like every couple of weeks on a Friday, we'd get some notice that the Dodgers were re-upping it based on an agreement that they had with the Players Association. Do we, would the White Sox have to wait until spring training begins officially to try to pursue a similar administrative leave or could they do that now? I mean, practically speaking, I'm not sure it makes much sense to, you know, enact an administrative leave at this time because he's not with the team or training with the team or anything like that. I, you know, I think that would be largely ceremonial um, and more sort of an optics situation. I, I, but do we know he's not? Do, do we know he's not at no, the facility? We don't, we don't. We don't know he's not. Um, you know, that's something that goes back to, like, contractual issues, and I'm certainly happy to check on that. Um, you know, with his agents and with the team. But like I said, I, you know, practically speaking, I, I don't know what an administrative leave really accomplishes um, when the player is not, you know, really with the team to begin with right now. As far as when you say teams need to talk about somebody who knows the player or someone who's had the player and he's played on multiple teams, as we now know in baseball, one of them in the White Sox division. Knowing what you know about reporting and knowing what you know about baseball, do you think that they would have found this out? 
I think if they had been contacted, doing, you know, the appropriate amount of due diligence, I think there would have been some things that were flagged that they were made aware of. Um, And and that's not to say that that would have precluded them from signing him. Um, They might have done, you know, more digging into the situation and felt like that was something that they, you know, were were willing to take on. Um, But, you know, I, I, I think... You know, when when I'm reporting these situations, I don't just, you know, I, it's not like I'm calling the GM or the, you know, manager to find out how a player is. I, I'm generally, you know, reaching out to people um, who are in a position to observe who, you know, might not have a vested interest in, in that player, um, you know, as, you know, a, a teammate or as an agent, um, but... What do the interns say? You know, what what do what do the people working for the team team ops like the field ops say? Like, what what do people around that person that have nothing to gain or to lose really um, by sharing an unvarnished opinion? What do those people say about the situation? You know, and I mean, I, I would imagine most teams are sophisticated enough to be scouring social media and um, you know looking for any sort of internet footprints of players that they're considering signing and um you know that would certainly be the bare minimum of what i would do if i was working for a team it's the bare minimum of what we do as reporters agreed katie thanks so much for your time we appreciate you fitness into the schedule you continue to do incredible work and and thank you for being with us thank you for having me that's katie strang senior investigative writer at the athletic yeah a bare minimum of a sophisticated enough team. And I didn't want to ask her a question that reveals her sources, but it does let you know if she's going about her business the way she does, how you can find that information out. Yes. And she sources it. That's that's the key here. She sources it. Look, when it comes to one of the first lessons inside of my class every year with my students is I have them audit their social media. It's like, I want you to go through here and act like you're someone that might hire you. Is there anything here that's questionable? Now, usually they come back to me with stuff like, well, you know, I, there's a picture of me drinking a beer, and I'm like, you know, that's fine. Like, Picture me dressed as Hitler. That's not fine. <laughs> but those are the types of things that you want them to understand. And so I, I talked with Career Builder once a year to find out, like, what the percentages are of employers that are scouring people's social media, and you'd be surprised. Like, the last time I talked with Career Builder, that number was 76%. Then you start talking about their companies who, like, let's say your account's private. They they will go through your friends mm-hmm. and they will get access to some of your stuff on social media when people share it inside of your network. So what I'm saying is that at, at a rudimentary level with a quasi-academic, I'm doing this with students how are the White Sox not doing that as a major league baseball operation? As Katie said, at the bare minimum, how are you not following the breadcrumbs? How are you not talking to, like she said, 
the people around baseball where you could find out this information. And we're talking about like, like on the field people, security people that are around the team, bus drivers. A lot of these teams share people around the league when it comes to charters and whatnot. I was going to say people who work on the team plane. Yes. But also, how are you not finding out this information? Also, if you know that something is wrong, where we're talking again about serious allegations with pictures posted, and that was the origination of this story. She goes back to the posts that were posted. People will speak out. Not everybody's afraid to speak out in those positions. Yep. I, and I mean, it's, it's all like the details of it. And I don't know that we've done a good enough job of talking about the details of this. Like we've kind of done a cursory thing here, but there, there were allegations. There are allegations of choking and hitting and throwing things at a pregnant woman and dis- spitting tobacco on a child intentionally and there were further allegations that implied that this had not just happened to the woman in question but to other women that he was involved with and i think that's why she talked about social media and the footprint is posts made from allegedly other significant others yep but those are all things that if you really care about who you're adding to your organization you're investigating. So. And you know what? If you don't want to investigate, there are any number of third parties yes. that will do it for you. It doesn't mean that Rick Hahn himself has to put on a deer stalker <laughs> hat and, and walk around in a tweed, <laughs> with a magnifying with a, glass. A tweed cloak yes. and a magnifying glass. He, he doesn't have to be Columbo. He can hire someone to be Columbo. Yes. You hire Columbo. You well, he can't because he's dead. You but. pick up the phone, and there are there are companies that specialize in this that will do it for you for a fee. And if you're going to spend $15 million or $12 million a year on somebody who's going to be that important to you and who could cause the current PR headaches that you keep inflicting on yourself, you should do that. And when it comes to the questions about why would a socks like this is from three and two, why would socks for Asian contract not have a personal issue contract built into the void? Because that's something that's collectively bargained. Yes. Yeah, there is language like that, but that is all pursuant to a collective bargaining agreement. And man, the text, some texters are just on one today. And I don't know how many times this needs to be said. And I can't believe in the year 2023, this still needs to be said. If you don't understand that the standard of innocent until proven guilty applies only in a criminal courtroom, then I can't help you. The reason the standard is that high is because when you are on trial for a criminal offense, you can lose your freedom. You can lose money. You can lose your freedom. You can be executed. There is a reason why the standard is that high in criminal court. But don't come to me. Don't, don't, you can, you can save this. This is America. He's innocent until proven guilty. If there are, if there are allegations, if there are charges in court, then yes, none of that applies to the decisions made by private businesses. And if you're proud enough to text us that, put it on your dating profile and wear it. 
Say defended. Say you're defending this this act and, and these allegations. Put it on your dating profile. Just wear it. Yes, but make sure that it's just on your dating profile. That you are not using other modes of social media as dating profile. Because as Layla has pointed out countless times, there are places that people think are dating where dating profiles should go that they they shouldn't go. I'd say there's a Venn diagram. LinkedIn, not a dating profile place. Twitter, no. Instagram, no. And and here's, even on a base level, <laughs> even on a base, base, base level, for all of you caping for, for the other stuff, were you confident about him as a pitcher? You're right, Layla. Like even I if, hate, I hate saying that. Even if we break it all the way down to the non-empathetic idea of, oh, I, I need to protect this man from wrongful judgment. He's. I, we were all looking at each other, going, "Why the White Sox do that?" From a baseball standpoint. Yeah, I, I, I'll bring you back to the day it happened, what Matt Spiegel said in transition. He said, I hate this on every level. He said, I hate it on a baseball level. I hate it on a fandom level. I hate it on a personal level. He's like, not a good pitcher and a bad guy. He said, the guy's just a bag. And it was absolutely true. Everybody knew it and nobody disputed it. I also want to point this out, too, that uh, Bill on Capitol Hill sent in a, Hi, uh, Bill. a study here. A he seasoned said, investigative reporter. Correct. And, and he says what is the blaring klaxon here is the choking allegation. He says that people who are choked once are 750% more likely to be killed by their partners. Oh, wow. What was the named allegation in the Chris Beard discussion at the University of Texas before he got fired? That he, he choked his wife... And it escalated Partner. from there. Yeah. Partner. Uh-huh. So that 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 tracks with yeah. what Bill is talking about. Yeah, I didn't and they're paying their coaches roughly five million a year, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Do better. And we'll see. We'll see. I, but I finding out where he is is important. Because uh. I would I would tell you that I think it's likely that he's in Arizona right now. And, Not just probably. Yeah, it's like, likely that up, he's there. An update to the Strang story that we probably haven't said, just to, just to update it, is there is a statement now, and yesterday there was not a statement, and the statement emphatically denies the allegations. That was missing yesterday. So, But it is interesting because the first bite at the apple from his lawyer wasn't as strong as you would have expected it to be. They said we need more time. Yep. And then they took more time and said, well, wait a second. Maybe we should say this isn't true because it doesn't cost us anything and we can't get punished for it. It's just us making our case in the in the public and using the news media to to set this up how we want. So let's go a little harder. Okay. Uh. And I, I hate doing the, if you need more help, let's go back to sports thing. 
I but, but may, if you maybe need you more can... help, let's go back to sports. <laughs> let's go back to the sports of it. Why are you invested in this guy? Like even from a from a White Sox perspective, why are you invested in this guy? It was it was a questionable move on baseball alone, and now you add in this with what you already knew about him. And, and you start looking at what he was last year, and you go, really? Like, this is what you care about? Like, th- Those are my two open questions. After, after the conversation with Katie and everything we're talking about, my, my two open questions. When exactly did they find out? Actually, three. How did they find out? And where is he right now? I also appreciate that she answered something about how long it takes for Major League Baseball to do an investigation. Because that was one of my questions, is if this started in the summer, why is this still open? So I appreciate her answering that. That leads us down a a more understandable path, but still not a favorable one. I do wonder if there is is any edge of of the pen that can be tap danced where baseball... And the the teams can can get on the same page, and I know that it's very dangerous when it comes to the concept of collusion. And I don't want to take money out of players' pockets, but at some point, I go, why isn't baseball protecting its members? And I mean the the teams. Why are you not protecting your your member organizations from making a horrible mistake? Now, maybe baseball's like that's on them. Like they should, they should be as as Katie brought up a bare minimum of vetting that goes on of caring, a bare minimum of caring from a sophisticated enough organization. Uh huh. And once you care, you don't have to reinvent the process. The resources are there, and like I say, once you care enough, there are third parties that will handle this for you. That handle it for all kinds of businesses every single. Think about the the think about the employees of the White Sox who are not baseball players and the vetting process that goes into them getting hired and rehired and brought back and it's clearly more stringent. Think about what goes into especially over the last 2 years what it takes for someone to have access to the players to be field level to be working in positions where they are near and around the players. Think of even this, like it's a small thing, but think of what has to happen for your credential as a member of the media. You have to be vaccinated to get a credential, by the way. Yeah. Just throwing that out there and boost it as well. Yeah. But, so so here's, here's my issue with it knowing people that work at the White Sox, if the infrastructure is in place to vet those people, Mm -hmm. apply it, use it. How is it not there for players? Well, and here's the other thing. In all honesty, we don't know that a background check may be, uh, it may be nullified. Like it may be uh, in the CBA that you're not allowed to do one. It's possible. What is that word I'm looking for and I can't think of it right now? Negated? No. Prevented? I like nullify. It's a good word. Well, nullified means it didn't happen. But uh, Null and void. It might be prevented. Weekends on the score. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) 
But no, there, <laughs> the CBA know. might say you can't do one. There's that possibility, too, that background checks are not allowed. But she's right. There is a d- amount of due diligence that, that comes with these things. Talk to your friends. And let's face it. In the business. It's probably happened before, but because it was preventative, we just didn't know. And then maybe we're complaining about why somebody didn't sign somewhere. And we just don't know. But something tells me the team is okay with that decision. And for the person who said they should have signed Johnny Cueto, man, way to kick us when we're down. I mean, you're having a rough week. Did you see his intro in Miami? You have the Johnny Cueto intro. Your head coach was too hurt to play in the game on Sunday. You know, these are rough times for a, a Layla Rahimi. My head coach was too hurt to play in the game on Sunday. Jason Peters. Oh. Your head coach. Jason Peters couldn't have saved them. No, no. Well, he might have been able to be like, I, hey, man, don't do the thing where you're going to have Zeke out there playing center. That was seriously a six-man football. I enjoyed like D'Amico West Ryan's. Like West Texas, they've yes. got six dudes on the field, six-man football. Or Do- what was that 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 league, the, the AA something, the A11? The, there's the, they the weird two quarterbacks. And, yeah. yeah, but there's also, I want to say in Iowa, they in Nebraska, they play eight-on-eight. Eight, or maybe it's Colorado that they play eight-on-eight on eight football. I just love watching D'Amico Ryans take a timeout and be like, are y'all going to do that? <laughs> okay. Did you see the meme? Cool. Did you see the meme floating around that was like, the nah fam, Cowboys are going to take it this year, starter pack, and it was like jorts and some bad dry fit shirt and like Air Monarchs. <laughs> Monies, let's go. I, I was those? like, live in the now, people. What are Air Monarchs? They're like the the dad They're the Nike old man shoes. Nikes, like the white with the blue swoosh. Oh, okay. Yeah, the air. You're you're I, I, a candidate. I can't, I can't complain. No, they're good shoes. They're absolutely good shoes. I want to do something fun, and I, I need a a palate cleanser. So I actually, don't even like try to dance move. Like you could tell he was like trying some stuff out on the mat. I I can't do it. I can't. So I have something that is related to shoes that I want to throw at both of you, and we will do that next here on the score. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 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 This was such a good album. You remember albums? I do. I've been looking forward to getting, like, the new Nas album has been getting a lot of love. Like, people really enjoy it. The Freddie Gibbs album is really really good shout out to freddie gibbs gary's finest um i ran across this on twitter this morning and i figured we could have a fun conversation especially having layla here and having her perspective on it our buddy shake actually retweeted this and wanted to see what you guys thought here's a woman who says on twitter imagine having a sneakerhead girlfriend who keeps your shoe game on point and then losing her I'll be liquidating a good 30 to 40 pairs sometime in the next couple of weeks. Size range, nine and a half men to 10. Then, Dan, she's got a picture of all the boxes of the shoes that she's going to be liquidating and told people to, like, hit her up if they needed shoes. So first things first, fair or foul for her to repo the shoes? She, like, like, she gave them to him as a gift? It would seem that that she was keeping him fly in shoes. Is it fair for her to take the shoes back? 
depends on the offense, I guess. But I say initially no. Like, this gifts also, are gifts. This also does seem like a situation where, like, dude was probably living at her place. Maybe he left him. If he left him, that's fair game. And, and dude had to get out. And dude's shoes are still here. Why do you have so many shoes? Because people... Sneakerhead. That's the whole lifestyle. That's a thing. And yes. my guess... That looks like a store. My mm-hmm. guess is that's that the these idea. shoes are in incredible shape. Because if they if they still have the boxes for them, my guess is they would be in incredible shape. All right. So question number two, and this is for the entire room. Ray, Mike, would you be interested in buying some of these shoes at a discount? Would you would you take this man's misery and buy his shoes so that you could look fly? For a white guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't sure. know. I don't know if her betrothed is Mike's, a white guy. That's Mike's answer. White guy. No, I'm just kidding. White guy. I would say that I'm not a sneakerhead, but if I were to get into that mentality and the sneakers were pristine, in pristine shape. I would not care where they came from. I would be on board. Dan, we know your answer. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not interested in looking fly. <laughs> You've never bought shoes. I did uh, last week. I just haven't worn them yet. Oh, okay, good. You're not going to get trench foot. No, I'm not. I, did, I actually I bought shoes. Do you own boots? I yeah, but they're all muddy from my last winter hike. I haven't worn them in a year, so they're not muddy anymore. They're muddy. They're, I, I they're dirty. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're crusty. They're, yeah. they're not I'm, muddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so hoping I do she, own them. Good. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm not, for you. I'm not interested in looking fly. Layla, but could, I'm so although, I'm I, so curious if she repoed a gift. Because if so, this feels like she repoed a gift. Like that's messed up. And, like, and, what are you doing? And We're here's my here. question: there, Can we reverse this? Are there any Jordans in there? I think so. Because, of course, of course, there probably are. Hey, what, what size did she say? Nine and a half to ten. Yeah, you're ten and a half though. No, right? I was saying Jason's got. I he, might be able to squeeze into a ten. Jay's kind of a depending on the shoe. I, I think a ten would be just about right. Man, for him. he's already got two pairs of Jordans. I now that I'm scrolling in on some of these, I buy, sell, and trade clothes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I would. I bought. I buy secondhand all the time. Oh well, my you, god! You should buy these and flip them. There's a whole like no, row of Jordans. No, I'm not going to so, buy them yeah. and flip them. See, it he, takes he too much time. You would know the good ones from the the rare ones and all. That. I mean, I I don't know. Jordan Metros. I see the Jordan Three, the Concrete Threes in here. I'm really sad that I didn't get a pair of Off White Air uh, Air Max Nineties. They were like perfect. Not Off White the brand, just Off White the color. Ugh. Can we flip this around? Let's say. That he's the one that bought the great shoes for her. I still think repoing a gift here is the is the real issue. Okay. I agree a majority of the time. However, it depends on the circumstances. What did the ex do? Like, was there some dirt that's unforgivable? Right. And if therefore, it, repoing then becomes okay. Well, you have forfeited your, you've waived your right to the gift. No, yeah, you know I what? IDFA yeah. expensive gifts. Honestly, like I've had an ex, I've had, yeah, I've had an ex-boyfriend cheat on me and I DFA'd the expensive gifts. I cut my losses. Layla continues to be classy. Look at that. It's not even that. It's just I like, what are we doing shoes, here? Man. Is that another conversation <laughs> I have to have with you? No. Text her. Is she Orange Juice Jones in reverse? Yes. <gasps> That's who she is. She's I, the I female took, Orange Juice Jones. I took things from you you couldn't even pronounce. Damn right. <laughs> like these Jordan 3s. When we come back, 
an old man angry at clouds. You're listening to The Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. This hour is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Visit their website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. This is the offspring here, I, I believe. Pretty fly for a white guy. Remember we were talking about yeah. the shoes, and then Mike Rankin was like, for a white guy? Dr. Dexter Holland, their their lead singer. Oh, that's right. He is. Infectious a, disease expert. That's right. He, PhD from USC. He knows all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my man, Paul Conrad. It's uh, DePaul's 125th anniversary today. Oh, that's what the city has, DePaul Day. And he, he put me on the list of notable alums. Really? Yeah. I still can't get on the Wikipedia page for my damn high school. And so, and so there's a tweet put out by DePaul, and it's me, Conrad, John C. O'Reilly, and Lourdes. Wow. Shout out to my classmate, Judy Greer. Like, legit classmate. I didn't know that. Yeah, like... I'm pretty sure we took history 102 and religion 101 together. Like we graduated together, and I, now she's out here doing Xfinity commercials. Wow! I think I went to school with with Ken Jong, and I think Doctor Madan Kandula of Advent Notes. Really? That guy's I, killing the game. Advent Notes. I, I believe so. I, 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 I believe he's my year at Duke. I'm not sure. That's awesome. Just a strange group of folks. So thanks to thanks to Mr. Conrad and and thanks to DePaul for putting me as a notable alum. Now if we could just get HF to do it. Better All than right. being a notable allium. I, if I was in England, it would totally be that. I love the way they aluminium, right? No. Aluminium, yeah. I love the way they say it. Um wanna hear an angry man who's angry about how things have changed in the game that he once loved? I think that's just called talk radio, but yes, go on. Here's Rick Barry. Get the officials to call them by the rule book. Okay. Stop the traveling. Stop the carrying the ball. Stop the moving screens. Call the damn game according to the rule book because players will adjust. If you're going to allow them to get away with it, hell, of course I'll keep doing it. Call the game according to the rule book. It's such an advantage to let a guy carry the basketball or take an extra step. That's ridiculous. You know, or a guy to move on offense. I mean, why are you giving all this advantage to guys? They're breaking the rules. Call the game according to the rule. I charted the game a few years ago. Chicago, Atlanta. 59 moving screens weren't called. 59. That's insane. I can't even tell you how many times they carried the ball, how many times they traveled with the ball. It's pathetic. It's, I mean, for me to watch this game the way I was taught how to play the game and to watch this and what they allow to let go, it's an embarrassment. I'm sorry, it is. It's an incredible game. The athletes are incredible. What they can do is incredible. But they're getting away with murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can make out that last part. I have such a love-hate thing with Rick Barry because he could be a complete jerk. But he's also a great guest, and he's really smart. He's a fabulous talker, and I, I don't know. I, I, he's right about a lot of that. But I can't unsee the John Morant video. The guy's doing more, by the way. He, he that same the snitch ref. Yes. Check him out. I can't. Worst I can't. Travel. There's a six step travel. Si- Who? It was Who co- is it? It was a college game. It was a co- it was a college game. I don't remember exactly what it was. There's an inbound pass to a guy who takes six steps. That's that's disgusting. no whistle. 
You know what videos are still pure Jokic? Yeah. I mean, I guess you start looking at this. No, you can't. It ruins everything. I mean, him and Luca. Some good seasons out there. This is a race, I think. Oh man, I um, wish I could say that, but like I don't know. Jokic, Jokic. every day. They, yeah, Jok- that clutch player award. You know why they created that? Because somebody has to be runner up to Jokic. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. Did, did you the see the pat, stat? Like just yep. Did you see the executed pass? The stat on LeBron after last night. Which one? That he has now scored forty points or more against every team in the league. Damn. Right? Like, <laughs> that's, come on, man. I mean, I understand 30s kind of nice, but putting a 40-piece up against every, every other NBA franchise? Every team in the league, he has scored 40 or more. That's insane. Yeah, retroactively, he, he should go apply that to all the ABA teams, too. Let him, let him put some up on the Chaparrals <laughs> and the, the Spirits the of St. Louis and the Kentucky Colonels and all of it. Yep. Anthony wow. Heron is here. I see him. The the handsome quotient has been raised. Quadzilla? Quadzilla is in the house, and I'm sure there will be more donkey basketball that we will discuss. We will do that with Parkins and Heron next here on The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.